This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why, this is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why the podcast. Welcome to the This Is Why podcast. I'm journalist, author, and comedy writer, Laura Lane. And I'm author and editor, Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we give best friend advice on topics including pop culture, news, friendship, dating, workplace dynamics, parenting, and whatever else is on your mind. This week's episode is called Social Media Fatigue. We will be answering your listener questions, including one listener who feels uncomfortable on social media right now, and another who feels like social media messages of support are feeling a little hollow. Then we're talking about what's in the news, including the CDC's unexpected change to COVID testing guidance, and Alicia Silverstone shares stories about filming Clueless. Yeah, Yeah. that's in the news for a reason. Uh, But first, (laughs) Angela, what's been going on in your week? Um, Well, you know, Ian and I waited, I think, a bit longer than a lot of people to try outdoor dining. Um, we waited till about like mid August, and yeah, now it's uh, almost now it's almost over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, but I'm really happy we did it because it was great for our mental health. And yep. the first time we went, we had like an amazing experience. The seating hostess, like we sat far away from people. Everybody was really spaced out. She like gave us a whole spiel before she seated us. Like, please wear your mask when you're not eating, and blah blah. blah and it was great. So then we got cocky. We went to another place. Oh no! <laughs> for brunch, and uh, it was not as good. Everybody what was really on top of each other, very on top of each other, and then and like no mask wearing. And worst of all, we got seated next to influencers, or at least did like you recognize influencers? Them? Absolutely not. But it was like the kind of thing where we're sitting next to them, and they're like. I'm going to take a picture, but I'm not going to tag you. No offense, because like my followers are really horny and I just like don't want to, I don't want you to have that drama. Like they're so, and then the other girl's like, I know they're so horny. And then the other one's like, they just want to cancel me. Like they, they constantly want to cancel me. And I, what? The funniest, this conversation, the best part about it. Me. Uh, so Ian, as I have mentioned before, is deaf in one ear. Right. So when things like this happen around us, he's entirely oblivious. Oh, Meanwhile, like, no. I'm, I'm like totally keyed into what's happening at the other table and no longer paying attention to our conversation. And, and also you so, want somebody you can chit chat with talk, about like talk shit with. Yeah, you want to exa- okay, or that. Yeah. I was gonna say chit chat. You want someone you can <laughs> yeah. talk shit with. That's the real deal. Well, what's funny about moments like that though what is a bummer. he's just like he's talking like everything's normal. And then he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, I just saw the dark clouds roll over your eyes. So I know something is going on. Did you <laughs> offer to like switch seats with him so he would be on the other side of his ear? Like the conversation no, would, be, would be closer to the side that he can hear on? Do you know what I mean? Eventually, they actually moved tables because more assholes joined them and they needed a larger table. So, Oh, no, uh, you couldn't hear luckily, this amazing they, like, conversation anymore? I was so happy when they moved because honestly, keep in mind, like uh, in regular times, like that would just like ruin uh, an evening or a morning out for me. But like in COVID times, I am so it made me realize like I am not used to other people's energies right now. <laughs> that was the maybe the one silver lining of like eating home all the time was like 
I forgot how much I hate overhearing other people's conversations. What? I love it. Overhearing people's conversations is truly like my favorite thing. Don't you remember working on our book or sketch show at coffee shops and we would like overhear people? Remember those people? Okay. Argo tea. The uh, the OG Argo T, the one that was like in the East Village, and there were two people that were on a first date. Were you there when they were on a first date, or was that while I was like waiting yes. for you to come? Well, we we and I we literally trans a lot of characters. I transcribed their conversation because it was so great. My thing is, I love eavesdropping when it's an interesting conversation, but if people are just dumb and annoying, yeah. Uh, it like it's like nails on a chalkboard for me. Like it will truly, like Ian said, the dark clouds rolled over my eyes. Like it will ruin my day oh, if no. I have to hear your s- stupid conversations. So yeah. that was fascinating. Um, but <laughs> otherwise, my all my di- dining out experiences have been good. I was just like, wow, wow, can't can't leave my apartment without running into a damn influencer. I haven't been out in a little bit because I've had a cold and. I don't have COVID. I got two negative COVID tests, but coughing in public makes me a pariah. So I can't. It's a faux pas. I really can't go out to eat right now. So I have not been going out to eat because I've had my little cold situation. But um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm sure we're going to get into like social media and posting. Because it really, it messes with your head before when you're not in a in a global pandemic and having FOMO and knowing what to post and what not to post and all the things that social media makes you feel. Um, and, and it's just compounded right now. Like, like sometimes I'll see people's posts and they'll be on a boat or they'll be at like a beautiful pool in a bikini. And a lot of things go through my head. Like the first thing is like, Oh, that look like, oh, you fucking idiot. Like, that's so like, you shouldn't be posting this kind of stuff right now. Like, don't you know about the protests happening? And then it goes to my head also like, also, you're so you're so selfish. Like, you are just like out and about could be like getting people sick. You're not you're supposed to be in your apartment, not leaving, which is not realistic to anybody's mental health or the economy or just, you know, people need to safely live their lives. And then and then finally, I like go through all of the like stages of emotions and I'm like, that looks really fun. <laughs> and like my last feeling is like, that looks really fun. Um, so I mean, yeah, I we know. will definitely get into that more on this episode because it is very stressful. Yeah. It's like, I know that I've been really good and following the rules and things are really dark for a long time. So I'm like, I go out and I do our outdoor dining thing and I want to take a picture. And then I'm like, I don't know if I saw someone else post this picture, would I judge them? I probably would. So I know. Then, I'm, you know, I'm really weird you about feel the need to do like I feel like in my caption I have to do like a whole long preamble explaining like we properly socially distance and we took I know. our mask off for the photo. But and then blah, I'm blah, 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 so blah. sick of seeing all those captions that like make an excuse for why they're posting the picture in the first place. I'm just like, all right, it's another and like I used to do that I did that a couple times too. But then it's like, all right, just like, how about you don't post the picture or like, are you, I'm going to use the whole fucking <laughs> yeah, caption, explain, like making an excuse for why you're fucking posting it. It's like, give me a break. I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's funny because when we've done like a couple outdoor hangs with friends and they'll be like, oh my God, all your trips look so fun. I'm like, my trips, what trips are you even talking about? And I realized that I posted a lot when I went upstate for like four days and I'm like I've and the, I'm like I've been gone 
six days total, like places we could drive out of six months. So they're like your trips. I'm like, what? When was I on a trip? What trip are you even talking about? But yeah, social media just distorts things because I'm like, I have nothing to post right now. I just, I don't, I don't know. I haven't like been in the mood to post anything. I don't know. It's felt kind of yeah. nice, actually. I know, and that, and well, I know that's that's part of it. And then, yeah, like but it's fun interacting. It's like, I don't kind know. of like you said, like seeing people having too fun a time. It's like I've become the fun police. I'm like. You need to be having an appropriate amount of fun. You can't be having too much fun know, or I'm going to judge you. It's so – yeah, it's so stupid. You – like nobody can win. Like, yeah, I have one friend who just posts like every day when she's working out. And I'm like, all right, like enough with your workout pictures. Like I don't – I just like – but who am I to judge? Why? I'm such an asshole. I don't know. You can't win. This is what we're going to talk about this week. You can't win. This is why you can't win. This is why everyone has social media fatigue. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should have called this episode social media anxiety. Maybe that would have been appropriate. Also, of course our listeners know I have a cold because was it just last week that I coughed through the entire episode that's going to be an, uh, an episode that's unbearable to listen to? Was that last week? I, I don't know. We took like a little break. We've been recording a little bit out of order. So I don't know if, they, if it was the, the episode that aired last week, but there was an um, episode that's going to be unbearable to listen to. I think it was the one that well, pro- that we are probably airing before this one. We took a little break to let you recover, which is probably smart. And it wasn't long enough because I'm still I <laughs> but whatever. Apparently actually you sound I went much better. I did go to the doctor and like I don't think I'm contagious. I think she's like I think your cold turned into like asthma and she gave me inhalers. So I don't even know. I don't know what's happening, Angela. I don't know oh what's my happening God. to me. Still though, yeah. Not a great time to be out and about. No. When All right. Are scared. Anyways, it's time for us to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Coors Light. These days, it seems like life forces us to be on all the time. Every now and then, it's important to stop and rest. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. But my favorite part about Coors Light, Angela, is the really cool cans because the cans actually change color when they're the perfect amount of chill coldness. That's right. You don't want to drink your beer before it is the perfect level of chill. And uh, you can't trust your hand. You can't just pick up the can and go, "Mm, feels right. I mean, I don't trust my hand. It's like if somebody's like, oh, is my, I mean, you don't want to talk about being sick right now, but do I have a fever? Am I hot? I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell. I I don't trust myself. So if only humans also changed color like the Coors Light can. There you go. Now you've solved it all. So Coors Light, it's cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. That's what's so awesome about it. And they've got a sweepstakes, Angela. Tell us about the sweepstakes. They do have a sweepstake. So Coors Light wants to give you a way to take a break from the new reality of endless video chats in 2020. Say goodbye to your video chat background and hello to that beautiful travel destination in real life and actually chill. Five lucky winners will get trips to the beautiful destinations they've been dreaming about going to for months. Interesting. To enter for a chance to win, visit coreslight.com slash outside during September and upload a screenshot of yourself in your ideal video chat background. The prize package is valid through June 2022, uh, so winners can plan their trip whenever they feel comfortable. Um, 
this is really I, funny to me. I, I, I mean, you know what? We're all cooped up. It's good to, I guess, think hopefully and think that hopefully we'll be able to travel soon. There'll be a vaccine. And Coors Light, they're, they're trying to be optimistic about the situation because I wish I could plan my travels right now, but I don't know. But if someone else is paying for it, great. Let's right. plan that trip. And then see if you I, in 2022. See you in 2022. If I feel comfortable to go, then I'll go. So sounds great to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Are we allowed to? Are we allowed to submit to? I don't know. I feel like any background that I've used for video chat is never like a real place. It's going to be like Narnia or something. <laughs> That's where you want to go. Is you want to? You would go to Narnia. Coors Light send me to Narnia challenge. Are you allowed to pick where you want to go? I don't think so. For it sounds like you know you can show them what your ideal spot would be, but I feel like Coors Light is picking. But I mean Coors Light, they know they know how to chill. I'm yeah. sure they'll pick a chill spot for you. Sure will. So guys, enter for a chance to win a trip to the beautiful destination. It says of your choice. So at okay, Coors Light, corrected. Uh, maybe maybe Angela, we can try to go to like Antarctica where there's no other people. That'll be like a safe space <laughs> we can go. <laughs> or like a or like a Greek a Greek island that has not inhabited. Um that sounds a little better. Destination of your choice at coorslight.com slash outside. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. There is no purchase necessary. Sweepstakes begins on 82720 and ends on October 1st, 20, 2020. Open only to legal residents. This is, guys, this is going to be a mouthful, so bear with me. Open only to legal residents of the 50 U.S. D.C. states, okay? The 50 U.S. states slash D.C., 21 years of age and over. Travel must be to the destination indicated in the entry and must be completed by 6-30-22. So we're going to hope there's a vaccine by then. For official rules, including how to enter, prize details, and restrictions, visit www.coorslight.com slash outside, void where prohibited, message data rates may apply. I did it. I did one of those. <laughs> you did it. Like, uh, I don't know what you call them, but um, those things it's, it's at the end of like. Legal. The, I did one of those legal things and I made it through. Okay. Let us know if you win because we want to hear all about it. What's in the mailbox? Okay. First up, we have a question from an anonymous listener, and uh, all of our questions are about social media this week. So this listener writes, social media feels like it has become the, quote, woke Olympics. I posted that black and white photo of myself and then immediately saw backlash. Why are we shaming women, women for doing something harmless, posting a pic you feel good in in the name of supporting women? This is a good thing. The fact that it may have originated from an even bigger movement is a bonus. So this whole thing is like, oh, that whole black and white photo thing. I hated it the minute people started tagging me in it. I was like, this is, I immediately was like, this is stupid. But then all of these, I think we talked about this when it was going on, but then all of these actresses and activists that I actually respect and think are cool, like Lena Waithe, for one, started like posting the black and white pictures of themselves. So I was like, oh, maybe this is like actually a good normal thing. But there and then it became oh, like what, what it actually I think that they 
I think that it like became about something deeper and bigger like after the fact because nobody actually knew it was not about like they said it was about femicide but that was not what it was about originally it was just about like women empowering women and like tagging women that you like and then everyone's like actually like people that are shitting on this like it's about femicide I was like no it wasn't there was a whole article in the New York Times about how like the first tags of it like no like like it got tagged on after the fact. And then all these people were like, oh, I posted that picture for Femside. It's like, no, you didn't. You didn't even know that was why you were posting it. Well, my understanding with it was that it originated in Turkey, right? Because like for like people who had been murdered in domestic violence situations. And then of course, as Americans tend to do, like it's somehow like the message got very, very diluted and just kind of became vaguely about women supporting women. Um, and like the, they use the black and white photos because like whenever a woman dies on the news, they'll use like a black and white photo. So it's like, here's a black and white photo of a woman who's alive. Um, but by the time people started posting it on Instagram, like people that we knew, they ha- yeah, there was no clue about any of that stuff. Nobody like knew what big like challenge accepted. I support women. I love women. And I did it because I was like, here's oh, a well, hot photo oh, of myself. Exactly. I was like, all right, here's a excuse to post like a old hot picture of me but I and and the women that tagged me I really liked and I was like all right I guess I'll tag some women I think this is like really stupid and superficial and I hate that I'm doing this but then I kept seeing my social media feed like flood with actually cool interesting activisty women that I like so I was like all right if they're doing it it was like Right. I don't know. But I anyways, like, so, okay, so like Woke Olympics. This- it does feel like Woke Olympics. That's, I like, I like that description of it. And you can't win. And like, that's why people are having social media fatigue. And that's what this episode is about. Because you can't win. Because if you participate, you're going to get backlash. And if you don't participate, you're going to get backlash. And if you like ignore it, then it's like, what? oh, you don't I support would- women. I would say I agree with her that like you shouldn't shame other women for doing something with good intentions. But at the same time, yes. I think it's good to like understand the origins of something in the context of what you're doing like so that you can be like, okay, I know for next time like maybe I don't jump on the trend and like but Angela, without thinking about what it is. What's so silly is that – I did do that for this movement and I looked like black and white photo. And there was a whole piece in the New York Times of how they had reached out to Instagram and looked for the very first tag and and said that it was unclear and it looked like it had been started by like some PR lady. Like I can't remember exactly the details of the piece, but the piece is still going to be up somewhere. And it wasn't until like truly like I think – at least another day, if not multiple days, like a couple days later that the Turkey femicide thing was tagged on. But, but there was nothing about that. So nobody knew that that was what it was about. And then, and then these like models that had posted like cute pictures of themselves were like, Oh, like for those of you who don't know, like why we did this, it's like, that would have been in the caption if you were trying to, if you knew that, if you knew about it when you did it. And so, I don't know, it really seems like it was actually just people were talking about it as don't, you know, you don't need to look into it that much. It's just, it's just about women supporting women and, and we're posting pictures and it's nice to have your feed flooded with women that like you admire. And that was what it was about initially. So I don't know, but yeah, Uh, yeah. I, I agree with her. Like it's, 
it is. It's like it's stupid that she got backlash because whether she knew whether it was about the 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 femme side or whether it was just about women supporting women, there's no malicious intent. And so people shouldn't be shouldn't hate so much. I agree. Yeah. I mean, like it's not hurting anybody. I like it might be eye rolly. Be aware of. Yeah, it's eye rolly. Maybe at worst, yeah, it's a little eye. Did you post a picture? I did not. No. Yeah. See, you're above it. I also wasn't nominated, so. Oh, I would have nominated you. <laughs> I think I would have nominated uh, you, but I think you would. I think I knew you would have been like, "Oh, shut the fuck up, Laura!" Like vomit <laughs> on this. <laughs> but no, I mean that's like. Like I said, I don't like if I saw somebody else posted it. Enough people posted it also. Like so many people posted it that like you can't you can't judge people for doing it. It's right. just like I think it's a good reminder that like okay, sure if you care about supporting women in real life, like just make sure you're you're doing that off the internet and ultimately it won't really matter what you're doing online, but I get how like now having this extra thing to worry about because there's like all these articles about like the backlash is like stressful. But I think with something like this, it's so harmless. You just have to feel good about what if you're putting the work in in real life and social media doesn't matter. Agreed. What else we got in the mailbox? Um, so our next question, we can probably just like go right into the topic because it sort of sets us up perfectly. It's from our listener M on Instagram. And she just said, I totally have social media fatigue. Nothing hits right. I'm either judging or annoyed or straight up incensed. Any tips? Which totally relate to that feeling. I do too. Um, I mean, like I would we say like earlier, take a break and just like go off of it. I, I put Instagram, you know, on your phone when you open it, it can be on the first page. I moved it like three pages over. So if I want to when I like open my phone, it's just not on the first page. And that it's weird because it helped at the beginning. And then my brain just got used to like open, swipe, swipe right, swipe right, swipe right, click. And I was like, <laughs> it's weird how quickly your brain can just, it wants that yeah. like instant gratification of like new pretty pictures and what are my friends up to and what are they doing well, today? It's actually funny. Like as we're recording this podcast, we're in the middle of an extremely crazy news cycle. And I had a really rough social media day today. I actually like, don't even not. know what you're referring to with crazy news cycle because it's always crazy. Are you talking about like the RNC? Are you talking about Hurricane Laura? Everything. I'm talking yeah. about RNC. I'm talking about uh, – so obviously we're recording this a little bit earlier than it's airing. So the RNC is this week. Um, there was uh, a man killed by police in Kenosha and then the subsequent – and the uh, NBA who is not killed protesters. Oh yeah, that's um, oh I didn't even see that actually. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, so there's just a lot of shit going on, and wow, I don't look at my, I don't look at my phone for like half a day, and well, and that's kind of the thing is like it's such an unhealthy way to absorb information because there's so much news coming at you, and if you're looking at like Twitter. Or God forbid Facebook because oh, there's the whole. I don't thing. go on but Facebook. Like, I can't go on Facebook. <laughs> and you're just, but like, I, I was kind of obsessively scrolling today, and I kept making the conscious effort, like you said, to like not look. And then I'd pick up my phone and I'd be looking even without yeah. thinking about it. And you know, you're you're just like absorbing this like really traumatic information, uh, in like a in like in rapid a, fire, yeah, in like a rapid superfluous way. 
it's interesting because there's that heavy side of it. And then there's also the side of taking a break. So you can take a break and sometimes I worry, am I going to not know what's going on in the world? Or like I'm not on TikTok and I worry I'm going to feel old and not know what like trends are happening. So for example, there was an article in the Times this week about the insane meals that NYU students who were in quarantine were eating. Did you see this? I saw that. And it was yes. actually totally- Like a tomato and a Rice crispy or something. It was like totally batshit. Like they would get like a lemon, some salt and pepper, and a cookie for breakfast. And it was like, what? <laughs> and like someone that's gluten intolerant would receive a sandwich that would have like pieces of like plastic wrap in it, but the sandwich was not wrapped in plastic. So it made no sense of why- there was plastic in there. It was just disgusting. And they like couldn't eat the sandwich. It was like chicken and bread. And they were like, I'm a gluten intolerant vegetarian. And, um, but a lot of these students were talking about it on TikTok. And so even as like a journalist or reporter, you feel like you're missing out on either potential stories or news. And then one of the, one of the students had posted about the like awful, truly inhumane meals that they were being, that, and she did it to a funny they called it incoherent sounds meme and I didn't know what that meant and I watched the TikTok and it said like incoherent sounds and I still don't know what it means do you know what it means you know everything about no I I actually I I fancy myself unfortunately as a pretty online person and I know that the the NYU students are doing TikToks but I don't know about the incoherent sounds okay maybe you can go watch that maybe you can go watch that particular TikTok in the article after this and then you can explain it to me but that kind of stuff worries me. I want to know about trends and know what's happening, even as somebody that, you know, still considers himself a journalist, even though I don't write stories every day anymore. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. So so this person says, M says they're judging, annoyed, straight up and sense. I mean, I think you just need to take a break, like either take the app off your phone for a bit I know Nick, he doesn't have Facebook on his phone. I just don't go on Facebook at all. Um, yeah, move yeah. it move it over a few pages. I, I don't really go, I don't go on Twitter. I, sometimes though, you'll tell me things that happen that I wish I knew about from Twitter. So I don't know, your job's to like screenshot and tell well, me when, it, when something really like important things, happens. Things like, like TikTok trends, like that NYU thing, like that's what keeps me coming back because I'm like, that's the fun part of the internet. Right. And every right, now and right, then right. I'll find some crazy, you know, just funny, silly things like that. And I'm like, ah, this is when the internet is great. But when it's all if dark. If the internet was all of that, I wouldn't have social media fatigue. Right, right, right. But the other stuff is a little fatiguing. And, and it's dark I, all the time. It's dark. It's dark. And like, it's, it's, it's honestly no different than like our parents watching MSNBC and like yelling at the television all day. And I'm like, you need to stop, like turn it off. Like you can't just yell at Rachel Maddow all like <laughs> what Rachel Maddow, not yell at Rachel Maddow. Cause, but like, well, you can't just watch Rachel but Maddow sometimes. and like yell at the TV all day. It's this is not helpful, but like, it's no different than yeah. Being on Twitter all day. Right. And that's the thing is like, I totally, you know, I think it's really important to stay informed. I think it's absolutely insane when you meet somebody in 2020 who's like, I'm not really political. And you're like, what? Everything is political now. Like, so I think it's yes. very important to be informed. Right. But there's just so much stuff that is either repetitive or like not adding value <laughs> to your life that you're going to 
absorb if you're getting your news through social media. So you gotta you gotta figure out a way to stay informed, but not uh, fatigue yourself. Well, we're gonna talk about this more in our next segment, which is our topic of the week. So, uh, but in the meantime, if you want your listener questions answered, email us at contact at thisiswhythepodcast.com. Please be concise, a paragraph or less, if you want it on the show. And you know, write us anything. If write a, if you have an idea for what you want a topic of the show to be, we love that. You can also find all of our contact info on our website. This is why the podcast.com. Next, we're going to dive into this week's topic. This week's topic is social media fatigue. So when I posted about this idea on social media, <laughs> about social media fatigue, um, I could not believe the response. I got so many messages from people, not necessarily specific questions about it, but just being like, yes, I have this. Please talk about it. Um, people mentioned having burnout. Some quotes from listeners were, they said, social media feels so tense right now. Another person wrote me and said, I could write a fucking thesis about my fatigue. So people are feeling it. Um, and like I said, I am definitely not uh, like advocating for sticking your head in the sand and not knowing what's going on in the world because that's important. But if you um, are constantly, you know, we all have like, if you're on Facebook, typically, we all have like those people who post shit that you're going to disagree with every single time if you look at it. And like, right. you're, it's going to be upsetting to you. It's not adding anything to your life. It's just going to like make you want to pull your hair out. So like, those are the kinds of things that you can like cut out of your life that will make you feel better, I think, on social media and uh, be able to like go on without feeling like your chest get tighter. Like, I don't know about you, but like there are certain people I see them pop up and I literally feel my whole body clench up. And yeah, I have one friend it. that like, just, I, I have to block people. Yeah, I have. I, I I pretty much don't follow anybody on Instagram that makes me feel that bad. But I do have like, yeah, a it's couple, really just Facebook. Yeah. And I don't go on Facebook at all. And it's sad because I have some older relatives that I really love and that were very in line with politically. And like, if I could just see those five people's it, and I'm sure there's a way where I can set my settings, but like it would just take forever. I follow way too many people from college and high school that I just don't care about at all. And I don't, I really don't want to take the time to, you know, silence a thousand people and then just like, you know, find out what's going on with right. my aunt, my great aunts and couple cousins that are just on Facebook and they're not on anything else. So it's a bummer because I don't get to find out what's going on with them unless I log on, check their feed and I just don't do that enough. Um, but I forget what, what I lost my train of thought of what we were saying here. Yeah, you were just, oh, um, you were saying with like Facebook, right, right, right. So, but there are like a couple that people that I follow on Instagram and all they post are there like bikini pictures by the pool every day where they've like moved away to some beach side town? And I'm like, I just can't. It's either that or it's my friend that my friends that like only post um, like pictures about the protests, which it helps me know what's going on. But I like kind of also wish it, there was like a little like mix where I'm like, can anybody can people not be like all of one thing, you know? I don't know. It's also, it's also, it's like also like, it's just, it's hard. There's no, I don't know the formula for me. I, I, yeah, I've definitely like taken a, 
I just stopped posting on Twitter. I don't go on Facebook and I made my Instagram private. So yeah, if you are a listener who's added me, please don't be offended or take it personally that I have not like added you on Instagram. And then it like, I, I have like 200 requests. I just don't even go on anymore or I'll like click. And if it's not a name that is somebody I talked to that week, I just don't, I just don't look. I just, yeah, I don't yeah. take the time to like go through every person and look because I'm, it just was exhausting. And then I post pictures of my son on my Instagram and I wish I could just, I don't know. I'm, I'm at the point, Angela, where I might just do a big post that says like, if you don't know me personally and you have not talked to me in like the last year or didn't, weren't a close friend at work that I, you know, still stay in touch with, can you please unfollow me? Because I'm posting pictures of my baby and like, I don't want my child's picture up on the internet with a bunch of like strangers I don't know and then on top of that I yeah I just couldn't stand the like anxiety and stress of what to post and I'm sure I might be judging other people but I also you know like I'm like trying to you can't but try to find that perfect mix of pictures of myself at the protest when then that then that feels like I'm like virtue virtue signaling like look at me I'm like you know cleaning up the community refrigerator and like I did I posted a picture when like Rilo and I went to go you know, clean the community refrigerator because his shirt matched the refrigerator. It was like green and green, lime green. It looked really cool. And then I immediately felt like, oh, this, shouldn't I just go clean the refrigerator and not post about it or go to the protest and not post about it? But then I read this big long thing from like the New York Times ethicist and and he was like, you know, you may feel weird posting, but actually um, social pressure is really helpful for change. So it actually is helpful when you post about the things you're doing and it signals to other people that they should do these things too so even though you might feel you know you want to of course do the right thing in your everyday life and like he's like the worst thing that would be unethical would be if you're posting things that you're not actually doing of course he's like but if you're posting things Mm -hmm. you're doing it actually is really helpful to like socially signal so I don't know I post stuff some people might like eye roll about it but I don't know I've like tried to read different opinions on it and from what I've read it's like you don't want to be showy about it, but it's good to socially signal. And I don't know. I try, I was trying for a while to do a mix of that with just like some cute pictures of my son to be like, I don't want my whole feed to all of a sudden just like, you know, change to like, look, I'm, I'm mother, you know, well, mother Teresa has been canceled, but like <laughs> I'm mother, mother <laughs> Teresa, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, cause that doesn't feel authentic. I'm not out there every single day. So if I pretended that that was my whole life, that would feel inauthentic. But is your social media supposed to be like an authentic glimpse of your life? Is that, is that, is that the rule? I don't know what the rule is, you know? Right. Yeah. I think Sorry, that was like a long kind of winding and I don't really know what. I don't know what the takeaway of that. Your mother Teresa. Your Your mother Teresa. No, she was canceled. (laughs) Mother Teresa has been canceled. Right. (laughs) I forgot she's canceled. She was not nice to the other nuns. I've I've read that. There's a lot of stuff Um, she did actually. You could go down. uh, I went down a long wormhole like a month ago about because I I actually was reading some some book or some it was like I don't know it was a book and it was some mention about like Mother Teresa was canceled and I was like what and then I went and researched it and she was canceled. You were like, you're not nice, Mother Teresa. Yeah, I, um, you can go down your own wormhole. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think for me, like I fall into the trap of not virtue signaling, but I very often feel like I will see something I disagree with and then I will want to passive aggressively post something. Not like – For the I one like, person. 
yes, for the one person to be like, and like it's never going to change their mind. And they it's might not, not even, even make see them your feel bad. Because, they might not even see your post. Yeah. But like I get like so fixated on like I need to like write this like profound thing that's going to change hearts and minds. And ultimately it just makes me upset and it's not doing anything. So sometimes I'll just like write out – because like th- I will see something that bothers me and then I'll think Give about me an my example. response to it for days. Wait. Tell me an example. Like I want to know like what do you see and then what do you post? Because I think listeners will find that interesting. And I guarantee the person's not listening to the podcast – so tell us what you saw. Oh, no, they don't. And then well, what your passive aggressive post was after. So I um just say it. We I know. It's like such a touchy thing. Okay. So Who cares? I talk about were... my friends without actually saying their names all the time. <laughs> no, the the actual news story was like a touchy thing. So basically, um a lot of people were using their there was this story um about this little boy who was shot and he was a little white boy and he was like shot by his neighbor who was black and a lot of people from my hometown were reposting this story which was totally tragic but using it as a way of being like uh like white lives matter too as if anybody was saying white lives don't matter you know like and trying to kind of invalidate the black lives matter movement by like posting this story of random violence which like the person who committed the act was promptly arrested and charged because that's how justice works when it works properly. Um, that's the whole issue with like, you know, Breonna Taylor's uh, murderers are going on vacations. Right. See, all lives don't matter. So basically, yeah, uh, I sort of started fighting with somebody on Facebook about this and then I, I backed off because- Wait, I you got so in like sad. a like, comment war? Shaking. <laughs> I got into like a little comment war- um, I'm proud of you. For, with somebody who was like, where are the GoFundMe, GoFundMe's for this? And I was like, literally Google it. There's a million GoFundMe's for this. Yeah. Um, all right. And so, but then the response that I wanted to add, which I wrote, but I didn't post, but oh, it felt no. good just writing it. But I was like, <laughs> I oh, hope I that everybody who is politicizing this tragedy is also putting their money where their mouth is and donating to those causes. But somehow I think you are just taking your time to invalidate one person's tragedy by politicizing another person's tragedy. I wish you okay. would, I wish you posted that. Don't you remember like I know, right? Our like longtime listeners will remember when it was right around the Trump election. I found out my one of my longtime best friends had voted for Trump and like and her cousin wrote me something on Facebook and then I wrote her back. Anyways, it turned into this whole thing where I, I think like, I got in there too. You I got commented in, something. You got in there. Anyways, it ended up where like I had to block her cousin, block her mom. My friend didn't talk to me for like – my friend since like seventh grade didn't talk to me. Even though she's not even like political, but she still just like voted because her stupid mom is Trump supporter. But um, anyways, now we're fine. We just don't talk about politics. But – I, I got in there. I got like dirty in there and it didn't end well at all. I should have just not written back and blocked. I don't know. It's funny that I'm like encouraging you to get in on the fight and it never ends well for me. That's the thing is I've done it enough times that I should just know better because it's even if I say everything I want to say, I don't feel good. My I like I don't like confrontation at all. So I'm, they waiting. Don't, it doesn't I'm actually sitting there waiting for them 
Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sitting there waiting for them to comment again. And like my hands are shaking and my heart's yeah. racing. Oh, I'm, like, I know oh, the my feeling, God. Angela. Uh. Oh, I know the feeling. Oh, I know the so, feeling. It's the worst. So we're talking about, you know, ways to – I guess we're supposed to give advice on what, what you're supposed to do when that happens and not. So like I would say – I would say go I can't handle the anxiety of like social media fights with people it I don't have this I don't have a thick enough skin anymore I am scared now that I have a son I'm just I'm genuinely just like scared of creepers out on the internet and I I like I just don't I just care about like my safety yet so I just I kind of just am quiet and I try not to get into fights on the internet I really just don't post I don't want to do anything I'm I, yeah, I, I've, I've changed. I've changed. <laughs> You've seen the error of your I've, Well, I, I don't know. Like, Actually, the last time I got in a social media fight was when, um, Nick's like cousin posted something about, um, like abortion and like how bad yeah. abortion was. And I couldn't let that slide. And I didn't, I, I had the option of either just ignoring her comment. She had posted it publicly on my Instagram and it was, it was to a picture I had posted and I, I think I wrote something in the caption like, love our family. So glad I was able to like have a family when I was ready or something like that. And she wrote like a long thing about like, you know, I, well, I have like three kids and blah, blah, you know, and like this many nieces. So blah, blah, blah. And I was like, like, get off my page with your fucking political <laughs> stuff that I disagree with. And um. I could have either ignored it. I could have just deleted her comment, but instead I wrote like a big long response and then she never wrote me back. And it was really awkward when I saw her in person, but we just kind of were friendly. And then I made a concerted effort not to like engage um, for like a long. And and I, she's like a nice person. I'm just like, don't get off my Instagram page with your, with your yeah, bad politics. It's different when they come on your page. I would say when it comes to commenting on someone else's. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do that. I'm breath. just going to. I'm I not going like to do it. Your, your notes app is your friend. I find that often if I write out everything that's that I want to say to a person, by the time I'm done writing it, I realize how crazy it would be to actually engage with the person and I don't do it, but I feel better having written it out. Yeah. So that helps. I think it also really helps like to – remember this seems simple but remembering that social media is not real life uh and like in real life if you were to talk to somebody like the conversation can be more nuanced and you're way more likely to like reach an understanding with somebody yeah but like on social media you are seeing like the extreme versions of everyone's opinion whether it's like because of character limit or whatever um like you're you're just like so like I think that like remembering that people or like you know maybe I'm being overly optimistic but people are better in real life typically at least people within your circle I had probably there's been a couple times I've almost wanted to write someone and be like you're this is really insensitive what you're posting right now whether it's some like um I had a friend that did do that to a friend it was really funny I wish I had the I wish I she had screenshotted and sent me exactly what she wrote but it was like a picture of some friend who had it was like in the height of COVID and the protest. And she posted like a series of pictures on Instagram, like dancing at like Joshua Tree with all this like, they were all white and it was all this like hippie stuff. And it looked like 
you know, um, like Native American tribal paintings and it was just it was bad it was very bad it was like all you need something something about her caption was like all you need is love and you know we're praying to the moon whatever and she wrote like this is (laughs) and she wrote some long thing about like girl this is so tone deaf and then went on to like explain (laughs) for her why it was tone deaf and I had to give her props for that so I think um you can you know I'm I am in awe when people like have the, you know, guts to like engage and I would say do it if you think it can actually maybe make somebody think twice and might change right. their opinion. Do Don't it do it just it to fight. Yeah, I think like and also like we were saying like like do it if it's not going to like ruin your day. You know what I mean? Like it's cuz if it is going to ruin your day, it's not worth it. Right. Yeah, Forbes had some tips for overcoming social media fatigue for mental well-being and you have to like keep your mental health in check and it has to be a big priority because it's just not worth it if it's causing you anxiety or you're dealing with online bullying and it's getting to be too much so step away be selective you know be selective on the channel make meaningful connections you know, go, if you're not trying to be an influencer, maybe make yourself private. That's what I realized at some point. I was like, would it help my career? Maybe a little bit if I had a lot of followers, but I'm not actively trying to, to do that. The content that I'm posting is not one that's like trying to get a lot of followers. So that I just decided that's not the goal. And yes, if I'm trying to sell a book, they ask how many followers I have. And that that's just not, I'm not gonna be able to offer that. And that's more important for my mental health. And I'm okay with that. So less is more. Posting many times a day could lead to like a lot of pressure. And also just keep asking yourself why you're doing it. Are you trying to be an influencer? And if the answer is no, and you genuinely believe it's no, then, then, um, then, then just think about, think about why you're posting. Um, be creative. You know, I like Instagram and doing funny stories that make me laugh and like make my friends laugh. And so I like doing stuff that, that's like fun or share some kind of like funny thing you know yeah do do it for that reason do it do it because it's like you're either feeling like you're being vulnerable and sharing a part of yourself you want people close to you to know but um yeah just think about what do you post and what kind of engagement makes you feel good and the stuff that makes me feel good is when I like yeah post funny stories about my family like something Nick's doing even though he hates when I when he's in the videos but and and like funny stuff that (laughs) funny stuff that rilo does uh i like that kind of stuff uh and i like i like you know engagement with friends when they respond to like a funny video that rilo being a goofball or like nick being silly like that makes me feel good but if it's like a picture i mean yeah i'm probably still gonna post my like pictures of you know fashion-y like trips because whatever it's fun for me too but that feels less good when people write like, oh, you, you know, wow, what an amazing trip. I'm like, and it just feels more empty to me. Than well, there's wh- an than added when layer now Yeah, yeah, yeah. where like in 2020. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. And that too. And yeah, and be authentic. I don't know. Anything else you want to add, Angela, before we move on? I would say for me, because most of my fatigue comes more from like the, the Instagram fatigue and like, you know comparing my life to other people's was never like a thing that I had actually until the pandemic hit. And now like, like if I see people posting like wedding photos or something, I kind of feel that, that tinge of like, oh, this doesn't feel good. 
um, because, you know, I didn't get to have a wedding. Um, but like uh, that kind of stuff I'm able to work through. The the more fatigue difficult thing for me is like news on Twitter. So for me, what really does help is just th- that first tip of taking a break and like engaging other senses. So like when I get really worked up and upset about news stuff, like trying to do other work isn't going to work for me because like I'm too caught up in my head. So I try to do something like with my hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like even just like making my bed, like cleaning my apartment, making my bed, making a snack and putting music on, like just getting off the internet and doing something well, helps. Speaking of like wedding stuff and Instagram, you you should you should be on it. Our friend Julie Vadnell, who's been a guest of the show, I think a couple times. Did you? She interviewed me for her article. She, Laura, wait, you were? Oh my god! I was going to ask because I, I was like, I just saw. Before I we was recording. anonymously interviewed. Why anonymous? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she just asked if it could be anonymous, and I was like, okay. Oh, that's I would funny. like to be quoted, but okay. Oh, that's I know weird. So um, I got. To, I got. But to I wrote. Vent. She wrote, and I was going to say, you. It would make you feel good if you were on Instagram because she just posted a screenshot on her Instagram of an article she wrote for Cosmo that says, no, your wedding should absolutely not be happening right now. You deserve the day of your dreams, just not during a global pandemic. I thought that would be, would make you feel justified, but you're a part of the article. So there you go. (laughs) I was on it because I'm on social media too much. And she probably, yeah, she, see, it it could help. You could get interviewed for an article because she probably didn't know your wedding got canceled if you weren't talking about it. if, If I remember correctly, I think she posted something and then I responded and she was like, like about uh, weddings. And she was like, actually, can I talk to you for this piece? And I was like, oh, yes, I'll talk to anybody who would like to talk to me about that's this. That's really funny that she wouldn't want you quoted, though, because like as a journalist, you want as many people on record as possible. That's weird. Maybe she thought you wouldn't want to be quoted. So she offered it anonymous. I don't know. That's weird. I don't know. I hope it's I don't know about journalism etiquette. Is it OK that I'm saying I'm revealing myself to be a source? <laughs> yeah. In Julie Vadnell's piece. <laughs> it's in Cosmo. So I think it's okay oh am i supposed to play should i play where's our sexy i don't know where it is whatever um sexy oh like old times there did you know that was me singing and not the sound cue i could it sounded like the exact same thing i can't tell the difference oh okay great uh all right time to move on to our to our news segment right now What you been reading in the news? Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Too much shit. That's why we had to do this episode. Too much news. Uh, but okay, I'll stress you guys out as much as I'm stressed out. CNN is reporting that the CDC was pressured, quote, from the top down to change corona- coronavirus testing guidance. So what does that mean? That means that out of nowhere, seemingly making no sense, the CDC announced a couple weeks ago um, that some people without symptoms probably don't need testing. That's a quote from them, even if they've been in close contact with an infected person. Previously, the CDC said that viral testing was appropriate for people with recent or suspected exposure, even if they were asymptomatic. Yeah, isn't that like a whole thing Uh, called contact tracing? I mean, yeah, if you are around a person with coronavirus, it's a highly contagious disease. So you're supposed to you get tested. At least that's what other countries tested. are doing. But I can't. Don't um, even I mean, get me started. It's a hot mess. Yeah, you would think. 
But uh, according to this source that spoke to CNN, the reason that this doesn't make any sense is because it's politics and not science. Um, They're saying that this is the result of pressure from the Trump administration and the motivation could possibly be that Trump has said in the past, you know, if we test less, we'll have less cases. It's foolproof logic. So he's, it's so the, scary, the, the Angela. Thing is, uh, yeah, if if the CDC goes ahead and tells people, oh, you don't have to get tested even if you've been exposed and less people will get tested and it will appear that we have less cases. Uh, I'm here to tell you I'm not a doctor. I'm not Sanjay Gupta, who, by the way, disagrees with the CDC's uh, new guidance. But uh, Gotta I love think Sanjay. you should get tested yeah, you <laughs> if you've been around someone. Go and to the I, city and I recently – I went to CityMD recently and I got tested and it was not a big deal at all. Uh, no, it's real quick. No. And my doctor, hot tip, if you go get tested, he said to hum. And I hummed like a kind of meditative like, hmm. And I guess it like loosens up your face. I don't know. But it, it, when I did that and it didn't hurt at all. I mean, it still feels like they're tickling your brain, but maybe not as bad. Yeah, a little bit felt like they were scrambling my eyeball through my nose, but I think. <laughs> but it's so fast. It's yeah, but the, the second really it matter. starts to hurt, it's over. It and doesn't. It also, doesn't hurt. It's just very weird. I think it helps if uh, feel it. Try it out for yourself. It, go into it expecting the worst, because then you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, because that's sort of what I did. I've now had three coronavirus tests, so I've had my brain scrambled three times. They've all been negative. You're an expert. I'm an expert. Thank God. All right. I've been reading something very different. I've been reading Thank Vogue because, uh, about the legacy of Clueless. So apparently- This is the news we need right now. This is what the internet is good for. Yeah. This is some light fare. So Clueless is 25 years old, which is totally insane because I remember being on the floor at a sleepover at my friend's house eating popcorn and watching it. It was like for a long time. It was just by far my favorite movie. So Alicia Silverstone was interviewed by Vogue. This is an article by Keaton Bell. And she talked a little bit about Clueless. And if you at all know anything about Alicia Silverstone, she's like the polar opposite. She's the of of Cher. She's like some hippy dippy who would chew up food in her mouth and feed it to her baby from her mouth. Like that's how she would mush up the food was like, like she's like, that's what baby birds do. So Alicia, I remember that. Yeah. So Alicia Silverstone, I love her. I lo- she's her own unique spirit. She, her career didn't really end up going like, you know, it didn't skyrocket. Like all the studio executives thought it was going to after clueless. I think, she, yeah, she got some deal anyways. But um, enough about that. All we want to talk about is what she had to say about Clueless. So Cher mispronounced the word Haitians. And apparently that was an accident. So Alicia said, it's all in the page. There was no ad-libbing, although I did mess up some words that the director found quite brilliant. What was the famous one? Hadians. So I guess she said Hadians. And apparently Amy Heckerling, the director, got a kick out of telling that story about how she mispronounce Haitians during de- the debate class scene and making sure nobody corrected her. So, uh, yeah, so she, Alicia said, you know, thankfully I was only 17. Hopefully we can forgive and forget. I sadly don't think I'd ever heard of the Haitians at that time, which is probably embarrassing. 
Um, she also talks about how she really did not like the character of Cher. She found her materialistic and un- unappealing, really annoying, everything I sort of loathed. But then after judging her, she realized, oh, you know, her heart, she, she found all the heart and all the love. She loves her daddy so much. She's just trying to be a supportive friend, which, which I agree with. Like, there's a lot to hate about Cher, but there's also a lot to love. Um, and well, then- I think- Alicia Silverstone made her very likable. She could have been a much more unlikable character, but maybe because she's so different in real life, she was able to ground her. Oh, I like that. I like that take. Yeah. Um, also fun. Yeah, yeah fun. it's my, my film take. I like that. Also fun fact was she got to keep all of Cher's clothes. That's awesome because that's, I mean, her wardrobe was pretty epic. Um, yeah, it's pretty iconic. I don't know, Angela. That's it for this week's podcast. You maybe you found out about this podcast on our Instagram account, which you also maybe have realized is like very sparse lately. Maybe because of our social it's, media fatigue. Maybe all it's we, because yes, all we do is we're post, so fatigued from our personal accounts and our professional only, ones. We we're fatigued from yeah. everything. We we pretty much just post memes announcing this week's episode. We don't really post anything else anymore. We did for a while, but then we realized we're not going to become influencers. I think it has been fun, though, that we have been uh, announcing ahead of time on Instagram, like, topics that we're thinking of for episodes. So we've been able to, like, chat with listeners before we record the show. So we get – we see where, like, everybody's head is at. So that's that's a fun thing of social media. Yeah, we don't get as many emailed questions anymore. And I think I'm realizing, like, like people just hate email. They would rather just, like, DM us yeah. the question, which I like. So, yeah, you can just DM us. I should say that when I ask for questions in this segment, you can also just DM us questions at this is why the pod pod or podcast. I don't know. Slide into our DMs on Instagram. And (laughs) it's this is this is why podcast is our uh, this is why podcast. Thank you. And uh, you don't have to worry about like we won't reveal your identity. We never do unless people say we can say their name. Usually. Well, actually, I, I usually the opposite. I usually say your name unless you tell me to keep it anonymous. So oh, we have we have different tactics. Oh, okay. I find what happens a lot on Instagram is I think people don't think to say that they want to be anonymous because it kind of I mean if it's just a, like a fun if casual it's a, chat. If it's a then, sensitive question, then then I'll I guess I would ask. I don't know. I've never had anybody get show, mad. Guys, let us know. Let us know. Let what us you want. know. Yeah, I've never. Nobody's ever gotten mad at me for saying their name when I wasn't supposed to. So, so far, so good. Right. Um, anyways, check out our book, This Is Why You're Single, and my new book, Cinderella and the Glass Ceiling and Other Feminist Fairy Tales. They are available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and your local indie bookstores. Yep, and you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors for a full list of our sponsors and the codes. Check out our podcast page on thisiswhythepodcast.com. Like we said, we're also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at thisiswhypodcast. And most importantly, if you like the show, please like and subscribe and comment on iTunes because that really helps the show get seen by other people. And uh, thank you for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why. This is why. Pop culture, politics, friendship, dating, work, parenting, news. This is why. The podcast. That was a HeadGum podcast.